KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hello, I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. The distributors missed a Halloween opening by a week, but if you're still in the market for gothic horror, Spencer may do the trick. It won't do, though, if you're looking for fresh insights into Princess Di, or even a good rehash of one of the most rehashed stories ever. That's not to minimize the achievement of Kristen Stewart. She plays the former Diana Spencer as a woman possessed by outer demons as well as inner. The problem is the dramatic vacuum her performance plays out in. The film calls itself a fable from a true tragedy. You could also call it a fever dream, a surreal nightmare, a reductio ad tedium, or just an inherently limiting concept that slowly but inexorably squeezes the life out of itself. The production is a fictional version of an actual event in 1991, Diana's attendance during Christmas festivities over the course of a three-day weekend at Queen Elizabeth's Sandringham Estate. But the event is seen and felt almost completely from Diana's point of view, meaning that of a victim and a very pouty one. This Princess Di feels scorned, trapped, betrayed. Her marriage is a shell, as the public will soon find out, constantly spied upon and, of course, beset by bulimia, which is the toxic icing on the film's cake of coal. Diana prowls the endless halls in a cross between The Shining and last year at Sandringham Bad. She whispers to herself and fantasizes moments that combine elements of galloping paranoia and glamorous fashion shoots. In one of them, she's surrounded by silently glowering royals at a dinner table, ripping off a necklace that Charles had given her. It's identical to one he'd given to Camilla. She notices that some of its pieces have plopped into her soup, but she goes ahead and eats them anyway. Call it scarfing pearls before swine. The pace of the drama is mostly ponderous. The only time we can see Diana as a spirited, multifaceted human being is during a couple of lovely scenes when she's safely behind closed bedroom doors with her endearing young sons, William and Harry. For all of the film's shortcomings, it's the best work of Kristen Stewart's career. She manages to look like Diana, she's mastered Diana's demeanor, and she's invested Diana with a doomed urgency that's all too convincing. Yet those scenes between mother and sons are also reminders of how narrowly Diana's character is defined during the rest of the bleak tale, basically as a collection of symptoms. If you want some sense of what Spencer might have been, pay attention to the remarkable Johnny Greenwood score. It's rhythmic and jagged, melodic and discordant, troubled and troubling, but unfailingly and intensely alive. I'm Joe Morgenstern. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.